thank you once again for your love, your mercy, and your grace this morning, your blessings, your favor. We just thank you, Lord, for this week, how you protected us all and was with us this week. And, uh, God, we just thank you this morning. We've come to your house and just ask you to minister to those that's watching and listening today uh, in the service that you know their needs, Father God, right wherever they at. You know their situations, and you will flow in them. And continue to flow, Father God, for those that's here today. And Lord, right now that they would be open, the ears would receive, the hearts would be open and receptive to your word that you speak through our vocal cords, think through our mind. It's none of us, but it's all of you. That God, we will receive something from your word today and lives will be touched from it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You got your word, hold your words, your phone, whatever you got the word on. Let's hold it up and let's confess it this morning. Amen. Father God. I hold your word. Read your word. Walk by it. Act by it. Talk by it. The world around me sees the word in me. Cause the word in me. The world around me will become changed. The word tells me how to be saved, healed, filled, and blessed. I am. I am what this word says I am. It says... I'm highly favored. I'm highly favored. And this is my best year yet in Jesus' name. You believe that? Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Man, this is your best year. Amen. God's got some great things for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I just want to share with you today what God's uh, actually had, had been working for a few weeks and, and, uh, for this, for this message. Amen. So, uh, and how things unprovo- uh, just unopen up this week. God knows. I don't know, but, uh, uh, I just want to ask you a question today. And again, nothing great I say, but it's God that flows through us and in His Word that will change your life today. It's so always encourage you to get your notebook, bring you, uh, something, take you some notes that you can, uh, uh, quote it back to the devil next week. Amen. But today I want to ask you a question. Do you trust God? Do you trust God? Amen. Do you trust God? Now, there's two things here, some things I want to talk about. Do you trust God? You know that there are good things that happen to bad people. There are good things that happen to bad people. And there are bad things that happen to good people. Now, sometimes we don't understand that. We, uh, we want to scratch our head. We don't understand that, but there are bad things that happen to good people, and there are good there are there are, there are bad things that happen to good people, and there they are. Uh, we don't understand those things. The bad things happen to good people, and good things happen to bad people. But there there's two reasons that uh, we want to try to answer that this morning, and I believe in from the Bible. And the first one is simply this: because we simply today we live in a fallen world. We live in a world that's full of sin today, amen? And y'all know who his name was. That was the devil that come and messed everything up in, in, in Adam and Eve's time. And so because we we live in a fallen world, the Bible says that sin, where sin abounds, is great, but greater abounds than sin is grace, amen? And so then when we get in the grace of God that Jesus came and give us life, then no matter how bad it may look, bless God, we can still shout because we in grace, but you got to get in grace and you got to trust God in that. Amen. So my question today is that I, I really want to ask you about that today. Do you really trust God? 
And the second thing about that is uh, why, why good things happen to bad people and bad things um, happen, happen to good people is, one, because we live in the fallen world today of sin that's on every hand and moving, and so things are coming, and we in a sinful world. But you know you that's saved, and, and I pray all of you are today, and if you ain't saved, you can be saved before you leave this place today. But we that are saved today, bless God, we're going to a better place where there will be no more sin and be no more problems. Can you shout? Amen. That ought to just make you want to cut loose this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. That ought to make you want to cut loose. Everybody got, did everybody bring your energized battery today? Amen. Come on. Be, be ready today. Amen. Amen. And the second part of it is this. When you have prayed, and you, and you know, and God give me this, so I want to read this back. Give me this the other morning. But when you have prayed and you have stood on the word and things still look to you, I want you to get this now. This is the second thing why, why good things uh, happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. One, because you live in the fallen world. Two, is when you have prayed and you stood on the word and things still looks to you like it was not supposed to happen. It looks to you like it was not supposed to happen. Even maybe you look at the word and it looks like it was not supposed to happen. I want us to go this morning, and man, I, I really feel that I could go all afternoon, but you got a break. I have a funeral this afternoon, so we won't be able to go all afternoon. So go ahead, somebody, and look at somebody and say, praise the Lord. Shame on you. I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. Man. I'm just playing with you. But let's go. I want to try to get three, I want to try to get three examples into what I'm talking about this morning, okay? So go with me quickly. We're going to follow. And guys, you just follow on because we, we won't be able to get all this scripture in, I know. But I want to try to get these three, these three things in. So the question is today, do you trust God? Do you trust God? And one of the good things, good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. One is because we live in a fallen world. And two is it was when you prayed and you stood on the word and things still look to you like it was not supposed to happen. Go with me to Genesis. Genesis 37. And, and a lot, for a lot of you, these are familiar stories that you can, you can, uh, just, just reamplify again. This is the story of Joseph in Genesis 37 and verse 11. Follow along. And we know that his brother envied him, but his father to observe the saying. This was Joseph. And then, and then let's skip down to, uh, verse 17. Read this right quick. 17, 20. And then the, and then the man said, they, de- they departed hence, for I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brother and found them in Dothan. That's not the dothan we got, amen. But uh, and when they saw him afar off, even he came near to them and conspired against him to slay him. And they said one to another, "Behold, here come the here come the dreamer, dreamer coming. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into the pit. And, uh, and we will say some evil beast have devoured him, and and we will see what will become of his dreams." You got, you got to watch what you share, what, what God shares with you to some people. Hey, Amen. You got to be careful about that. Some people shut you down. Some people try to, some people try to, uh, try to throw you in a whale. Hey, Amen. They'll try, they'll try to do away with you. You, you got to be, you got to be careful. Look at verse 24. We know that they took him, they cast him, they cast him in the pit. Cast him into the pit there in verse 24 and threw him in the pit. Verse 27 there, we see that they, 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 uh, sold him as a slave. 
Verse 37, and we're just going to go through this because we got a lot to get in. Verse, and I believe it's 36, 37, 36, sold him to Potiphar. And we know the, know the story. I mean, he, he began, he began, he was, they went to kill him. His brothers wanted to get rid of him. Threw him in a well. But he trusted God. Got sold into slavery. But he trusted God. I want to ask you today. See, a lot of times we say we trust God, but do we trust God even in the middle of the storm of finances or whatever we see? Uh, whatever we see, do we, do we really, do we really, do we really trust God? Do we really trust God? Do we really trust God? And all that he went through, and we know how Potiphar's wife, uh, tried, you know, uh, tried to use him, abuse him, and try to get rid of him, destroy him, and all that, all that was going on, and all that he fought through, and all that he went through. And then you look all the way over there in Genesis 41 and verse 41. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. I've set you over all the land of Egypt. This is the guy that his brothers threw in the well. Going to kill him. And then, and then ended up selling him to somebody. And then, and then he got in and then he liked to got messed up with, with Potiphar's wife. She wanted to uh, turn on him and all of this and all that went on and all that done on. But then he said unto him, See, I've set thee over all the land. Of Egypt. If you don't give one thing this morning, I want you to get this. When you trust God, when you trust God, it's not what it looks like. When you trust God, it's not what it looks like. I want you to get that in your spirit today. If you don't get nothing else before you doze off, get that right now. If you trust God, it's not what it looks like. Joseph, man, he was a dreamer. He'd been telling his daddy, he'd been telling about all he dreams, how he's going to do and, 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 and lead and be a leader and all of this. And them guys said, there comes, a, there comes the dreamer. Let's throw him in the well. Let's throw him in the well. What he thinks now? He kept trusting God. Got sold into slavery. He kept trusting God. Potiphar, why about to take him out? He trusted God. Look at somebody and say, you got to trust God. You know what it is? It's your outlook in life that makes the difference. It's your outlook in life that makes the difference. What, what, are, you, what are you, are you standing on the final authority of the word of God? Are you trusting God? Do you believe God? Do you stand on God? Do you stand on the word? Do you stand on the word? When you trust God, it's not what it looks like. I want you to get that this morning in your spirit. When you trust God, it's not what it looks like. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what you're facing. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the job situation is. I don't care what the material thing looks like. I don't care how you feel. When you stand and trust God on the word of God, it's not what it looks like because you operate by faith, not what you see, not letting the five senses take over in your life. And I'm going to tell you, you have to fight against those five senses. You have to fight against those five senses. When that body's crying out to you, you got to fight against those five senses. Amen. When, 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 when the, when the bankers are hollering, the credit people are hollering at you, you got to cry out. You got to cry out against those five. You've got to believe and stand that this is the word, the true word of God. This is the authority word. This is the final authority. This is it. It's a done deal. 
I'm not giving up. I'm not turning back. I'm pressing on and I'm going up because Jesus is leading me and he's got my back too. <clears throat> he's got my back. And he'll bring you through some stuff. He'll bring you through some stuff. Amen. Storms and wars and, and many of some of you guys has been in wars and things. He'll, he'll bring you through those things and, and you can testify. It's only, it's only God that, it's only by the grace of God is why you're sitting here today. By the grace of God is why you're sitting here today. By the grace of God is why you're sitting here today. So be like Joseph. When it was like people's turned against you and they want to throw you in the well. Hallelujah. Just praise the Lord. Keep trusting God. Keep trusting God. Go with me to Judges 16 and 4. I want you to look at this one. 16 and 4. Judges 16 and 4. We're familiar with this guy, Samson. He run up with this lady. Yeah, that's up, boy. That's a hiccup and a oh, if you ain't careful. Amen. Delilah. He run up to her. And then you look down in verse 5 and 6 there. But the lords of the Philistines came upon her and said unto her, Entice him. See where in his great strength lie, that by what means we may prevail against him. See, that sounds just like the devil's against you today. The devil's against your health. He's against your finances. He's against your family. He don't want you to succeed. See, when you walk in, in God's will and direction, he don't want you to succeed because you'll threat, threat to him because you'll help other people. See, the more you try to do right, the more attacks sometimes will come your way. But the more you trust God, those attacks won't bother you, my friend. But now when you hyphen and hyphen and really won't commit it, it seems like all hell's against you and you just can't get a break. But God, I, I want to tell you what, your God's already bro- broke it all. Amen. You just rejoice. But see, it, it, it's in our trusting. It's in our trusting. Amen. It's, it, it's, it's, it's in our trusting. It's in our, it's in our trusting. It's in our trusting. And it went on, and of course they're going to pay, pay, pay her off there in verse, in verse 5, verse 6. And Delilah said to Samson, tell me, I pray thee, wherein thy great strength lie, and wherein thy, thy mightest be bound to, to afflict thee. How, how can, you know, t- t- tell, me where, tell me where it's at. How, how, how does this take place? Tell me, tell me where your power is. And of course we know way back in 13.5, it was his hair, amen. Uh, that no razor could come to his hair. His hair couldn't be cut. That was the, that was the power. And his mom had, had prayed and, and, uh, and, and God had granted her and granted her this son. But then, then we go on in verse six, in, in Judges 16, 16 through 18. As it came to pass, when she pressed him daily with the words, urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. See, you gotta remember one thing. The devil's always pressing you. He's always after you. But you know what? If you don't focus on him and just focus on the trust in Jesus, your, your day will be a lot better. You know, when you hear, you know, now I know this is not you, but you've heard people talk about this, okay? This is not you. But if we, let's, let's try to help these people and let's identify them about this. You know, those people, you come up to them and they say, well, how are you doing? How are you doing today? And they say, oh, the devil's just been on me. See, they focus more on their problem than they are to answer. And it's, well, the devil's just been on me. You know, it's this, and, and they'll just, and if you listen to them long enough, they'll just list, they'll list it out all how bad it is. And if you'll listen to them closer, they'll put it all in categories. 
They'll go on into detail and tell you how bad that one is. Why? What caused all of it? You don't need to know all that. See, they're focusing on their problem. And you know what? Long as you focus on your problem, you'll never get an answer to it. You know, if you go around and say, well, the light's out. The light's blowed. It's dark. I can't see nothing. I can't do nothing. Duh. Dummy, go get a light bulb and screw another one in. That seems so crazy, but if you listen to people, they do that and talk about the problems. But when we know the answer, Jesus, Amen. So start turning to the to the to the answer and quit focusing on on, on the problem. Quit focusing on, on 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 the problem. But but she tried to press him and and, and press him and, and and put him down. In verse it says then then he told her all his heart. See that's it right there. That's it. All the heart. About the razor come out of my head, for, for I, I, I've been Nazarite unto God, my mother's womb. If I be shaven, my strength will be gone from me, and it shall become weak and be like any other man. Well, I want to tell you what today. As long as you hold this word and stand on the authoritative word of God, you'll not be like another man. You'll not be like another lady. You'll be a child of God. Amen. And the blessings and the favor of God will flow through and in you if you stand on the authoritative word and trust God. Trust God. Trust God before the storm comes. Trust God in the storm. And trust God after the storm. You just trust God. We just trust God. We just trust God. And when Delilah saw that he had, he had sold her all his heart. And called for the lords of Philistines and saying, come unto once. And have shown me his, uh, his heart. Then they, they came unto her and brought the money in hand. She got paid off. She didn't care nothing about him. All she was wanting was the, got to watch those people that may be your friends. Amen. You got to watch them. Then we're going down. We know they took him and, and uh, poked his eyes out and all that they done and, and, and chained him up. Verse 25, 26, and 27 down there. All the way to 29, we see that they, they begin to, they, they had him in prison. They brought him out, had a party. They was having a party. And, and in verse 26 of Tobacco, Samson said unto the lad there, uh, Suffer me that I may feel the pillars whereupon the house standeth, that I may lean upon them. And in verse 27, and Now the house was full of men and women, and all the lords of the Philistines were there. And there were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women beheld Samson there. Wow. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me. I pray thee, you got to remember one thing, God will never forget you, amen. I pray thee and strengthen me, I pray thee only this once, O Lord, that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars, which were the house stood on which it bore up, and one with with the right hand and the other with the left. In verse 30, and Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. Now you gotta remember something here. Some people look at this and preach this, uh, preach this out of context. Let me just insert it. Some people preach this out of context because he, because he fell into sin, uh, he, he had to give his life up. He chose to give his life up. He chose to give his life up. Notice, he chose to give his life up. Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords, upon all the people that were therein. 
So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew in his entire life. How did he do that? He trusted God. Did he make a mistake? Yeah. Did he fall? Yeah. But you know what he kept on doing? He kept on trusting God. And because he trusted God, we have a great story like this today. And I want that to be an encouragement to you today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't care where you've been. I'm going to say this is for somebody. I don't, I don't, I don't know who. Because this is off the press. I don't, I don't know where you've been in the past. I don't know how many churches you've been in. I don't know what you've been and done. And, and even some I may know that that's not it. But, but I want you today, you may be a Samson and you have maybe made some mistakes. But I want to tell you, if you would just open your heart up again to God and forget the past and forget where you served or what you've done or what you and forget all of that. And you'll open up your heart today and say, God, here I am. And once again, I'm ready to die for you because I trust you. I'm telling you, your days ahead will be better, greater than all put together of your life from the day you got here till today. In Jesus' name. Now, there's something you need to receive that. Amen. You need to receive that, that your days are better when you just forget the past and say, God, today is a new, fresh start in my life. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, it's going to, it's going to be better in Jesus' name. But you got to trust God. You got to trust God. You got to trust God. One more we want to look at here. So you say, well, we're moving pretty fast here. <laughs> Don't be fooled. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I want to look at one now. One more that we trust. Go over into the book of Luke. Luke 4. And he did all the right things. He did this one, did all the right things, but yet he faced opposition. Go into Luke 4. And let's begin with verse 1. Luke chapter 4 and verse 1. Jesus did all the right things. He did all the right things. Good things happen to bad people. Bad things happen to good people. And Jesus, not only God's own son, he was full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. He had been praying and seeking God for 40 days and was Led to be tempted of the devil. Bad things happen to good people. To be tempted. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Most of us can't go a day. Some can't go eight hours. Some can't go but two hours. Forty days. Forty days he was tempted. Forty days without hunger. Now he's hungry. Hungry. Some of you already hungry now. Already thinking what you're going to have for dinner. Verse 3. And the devil said unto him, If, if thou be the Son of God, command that these 
this stone be made to bread. Do you know he could have done that? But the devil was just setting him up. That was just setting him up. Look at verse. And when Jesus answered him saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of the word of God. This is what we got to live by. This is what we got to live by. And when you get this word and you trust this word, this is what you live by. Shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word of God. Verse 5. And the devil taketh him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Now, you know what? You are no different than Jesus. Chances are last night, just speculate, but chances are last night, at least some of you last night, you was laying there before you went off to sleep and, and, and you was getting all kind of thoughts about something. Maybe about something you got to go next week to the doctor and see or, or something in a relationship or something on the job or something in finances or material things. I don't know. But see, that's what the devil was doing. He took him up into a high, showed him under the kingdom of the world in a moment of time. And he'll do that to you. He'll do, if he ain't already done it today, he'll do it this afternoon. He'll show you something that this negative, this bad, that's, that's not good for your life, that, that's going to happen bad. He'll show you, or, or he'll try to paint the pretty pictures to you like he was trying to paint to Jesus. In verse 6, And the devil said unto him, All this power I give thee and the glory of them. Not just only the power, but I give you the glory. <clears throat> For that is delivered unto me, and to whom so I will give it. And the glory of them. Verse 7. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. See, we know the enemy. He was just trying to be like God. There's things that will show up in your life that's trying to be your God. I said, there's things that will show up in your life that will try to be your God. And if you are not careful, they will take over your life and will become your God. It may be people. It may be finances. It may be things. God wants to bless you with people. He wants to bless you with finances. He wants to bless you with things. But keep God as God and those things as the blessings of God. And don't let those things become your God. Because then you lose God, and then you lose those things that you thought was your God. So be careful in that. Be careful in those things. Keep, keep, keep him first. Keep him first. And all, he said, all will, all will be thine. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. And in verse 8. And Jesus answered and said unto him, say it with me, get thee behind me. Satan. Yeah, you need to call him out. You know, it's not get thee behind me wife or not, but get thee behind me Satan. Amen. <laughs> For it is written. Oh, I'm sorry. She, Pastor Betty come in. I'm sorry. For it is written, <laughs> thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and only shall thou serve him. See, I want you to get this right here. 
Watch this. Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, devil. Get thee behind me. So you, you, you got to get up and say, Get thee behind me, body, because this body is well. Get thee behind me, finances, because I have more than enough. Get thee behind me, things, because God's blessed me with those things. Get me behind me, job, because God's given me that job, and he's bringing me, he's taking me to another level in that job. Get thee behind me, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God. And when you begin to worship the Lord thy God, then you will only serve him. Why? Because when you worship only him, you only serve in him, and when you only serve in him, then you only trust in him. And when we trust him, then whatever happens is not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like when we trust him. But we've got to learn to trust him. And when we begin to trust him, we learn it's not what it looks like. So when the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness, it was so he could be tempted by the devil. You're going to face problems. We're going to face situations and circumstances. We're going to face decisions every day. That's why it's so important that we pray and be led by the Spirit every day. That we be open and we're led by the Spirit. We be open. Go to one other verse. Ephesians six seventeen. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. It is the only, it's the sword of the Spirit. It's the only offense weapon that you have. Thought about that? It's the only one. But you know what? It's the only one you need. And it's a two-edged. Two-edged. Two-edged sword. Because it's going in going out. Only offense weapon is a two-edged sword. And my friend, you got to realize one thing about it. I say it again. This is the final authority. This is the only weapon, offense weapon that you have. And some people say, some people say, no, no, preacher, no, no, preacher. Some people try to be deep. No, preacher, you got the word of God and you got prayer. Well, my friend, I'm going to show you how really deep that is. Prayer is praying this back to God. Prayer is praying, prayer is praying what God has already said to you. That's what prayer is. See, most people, some people, unfortunately, they're not you, but you know, you'll run across them tomorrow. Some people want to come to God. They want to cut a deal with God. They want to beg God. They say, God, you know, if you'll do this, I'll do this. God, you do this, I'll do that. God, I'll do this, and I'll do this. And, and, and see, that, that's bargaining with God. That's not praying with God. But praying with God is praying His Word back to Him. The Bible says, by His stripes... I'm healed. So when we go to pray, we say, God, your final authority, the final authority of your word says, by your, by your stripes, Jesus, I'm healed. So Jesus, by your stripes, I'm healed. Now you gotta trust God in that. God, your word says, 
Your seed will never have to beg for bread. God, your final authority says that your seed will never have to beg for bread. So God, you're going to make a way for me. I'm going to trust your word. I'm going to stand on your word. That's your final authority. See, if you're trying to pray without using the word, you, you're just talking to God. And you're going to get about as much accomplished there as you talking to the government. They'll say, you know what the government says? I'll get back with you. Jesus don't say I get back with you. Jesus say I'm here with you. So this is, this, is, this is the only offense weapon you have. And what you do when you talk to God, you're quoting back the word. You're saying, God, this is, this, see, this is your covenant. This is your contract. This is your covenant. And you're saying, God, this is your word. I'm standing on your word. And your word does not lie. So this is the final. This is the done deal. This is it. And you got to walk away and just trust God. You just got to trust God. I said, you just got to trust God. And when you trust God, then it don't look like what it looks like when you trust God. But you got to trust God. Only offense weapon you have is this word of God. It's the final authority. So, and, and you know, it's the only one you need. Amen. It's the only one you need. It's the only weapon you need. Now, I said all of that just to get to my message. But now, Joseph trusted God. Samson even made mistakes. See, Joseph was, was doing everything right. Got thrown in a well. Doing everything right. Sla- sold slavery. But he kept trusting God. Come out on top. Samson. Serving God had a, had a had a godly moment that prayed him into prayed him into creation, Amen. Made made a, a bad mistake, but he kept serving God because he kept trusting God. Come out on top, Jesus, the perfect one, faced some bad situations, but he kept trusting God. He kept trusting God, and so I ask you today: Do you trust God? Several weeks ago, this message came up in my spirit, and it was partially from from a story of a from a story of a pastor. Actually, it was a movie from a story of a pastor that he went he went to prison. He went to jail. He went to jail, and it was something he was accused of, and he he did not do it. He knew he didn't do it, but he went to jail, and he got that one phone call, and his wife said, "I'm coming to get you." And he says, no. He said, I'm going to trust God through this situation. And it was a long story. I won't go into it. It was a great, great story of, 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 the, of the movie. That he witnessed to somebody in there. And long story short, a lot of it. And, and, and several people become saved. But, but the church was ministering to a, to a lady that, that her husband was in there and come to find out her husband that was in the jail was the one that was giving him the worst time in the jail. And he ended up getting saved after that. And, and, and his friend that was, that was using him, uh, became saved and, and not, but, but the thing about that, that, that the spirit just, just revolutionized my mind about that he kept, he just trusted God and, and, and no, no offense to my board here. But the board called him immediately meeting because of the past life of this pastor. He had had some bad past and been in prison before. They called an emergency meeting 
because of what he was accused of and voted him out of the church. Oh, yeah. Because you know why? They didn't trust God. They didn't trust God. But he stood. And and end of the story, he come back and and they they brought him back into the church and and, and, and all. But that's a part of that, that, that story. But the other part of this sermon today about trust God goes goes with, with that story that, that goes along with, with another one and it's and it's of an orchard. It's of an orchard that I have been watching for about thirty years, I guess. And I realized the other day I thought, wow, that long. But this this orchard was actually a pecan orchard. And the trees was very old. And as I began to pass this orchard over these 30 years, follow me now. As I began to pass this orchard, the trees was old, and I'm beginning to see them slowly, one by one, they would take the trees out. As they began to take the trees out, they would plant new trees. And as time went on, eventually, little bit by little bit, they ended up taking all the big trees was gone. But you know, there were some of those trees producing then. And to the person that don't understand that, I said, that don't make a lot of sense. But the wise thing was that eventually those big trees will stop producing. But as I looked at that orchard, and then before long, it was all small trees, just row after row after row after row. And then in that orchard, they begin to spend X amount of money to run water lines to keep those trees watered. And then as those trees begin to grow, they begin to put sprays on them to keep the disease and things out of them, protecting them, fertilizing them. And then even pruning them that they would, that they, that they would grow. And, and so I begin to, I begin to see all of this. And in fact, the trees begin to grow. The trees would begin to grow so much that when the leaves, when they was in full leaves and on a sunny day, you couldn't even see down through those trees because the leaves were so, it was dark. You couldn't even see down through them. And then the trees begin to produce. They begin to produce. I go by and see them harvesting. And I always call it the fillionaire pecan orchards. And then they, they, uh, they would produce and seen them produce and gathering the harvest in and seeing these trees grow. And man, I thought, man, they, that's a great orchard and money coming and a lot of work there. And then a few weeks ago, I go by, and somebody has went out on Monk's out orchard, random, cutting some of those trees down. And I begin to look at it, and I drove by. I mean, one here down, and one over here down, and one over there down. And all of the trees was the same. All of these trees have been producing. And I begin to think about that. 
and the spirit and this and, and, and seeing this with this this story of this pastor. And I thought, those trees, all those trees was the same. There was no different in those trees. They had no disease. They was all the same. And I began to think, all the water, the tree that's still up and the one that cuts down, the tree, all the herbicide, the fertilize, all the pruning time, all the time that they had put in those trees and now they went out there and just cut those down. Nothing wrong with perfect tree. But they had cut those trees down. All the fertilizing water, all that they had done, all the taking care of them, treating them all the same, but yet there were some that was cut down. I thought that was awful. And it hit me. Why do that? Why do that? Why do that? You got these, they all produce it, but why cut those down? Why do that? And it didn't make a lot of sense, but the correct answer was it don't, it don't make sense when you look at, there's nothing wrong with those trees. And, 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 and what was so amazing, I begin to think of all that they put into that tree and then they kill it. They took care of that one just as much as they did that one. Then they just go out there one day and just cut that one down. Why? It was to produce a greater harvest. I said, I asked myself, why do you do that? And then, it, and then the Spirit said, it was to produce a greater harvest. And this is what God gave me. Because if we trust God, no matter what happens, it will produce a greater harvest if we trust God. Because see, those trees could not continue to grow because they was going to choke one another out. And so you had to, see, sometimes we got to cut back to get bigger. There's things in our life we need to cut back sometimes to get bigger. We can't see it then, but if we trust God, God's got us. But you can't look at what it looks like. You got to trust God. You gotta trust God. And so I ask you today, will you trust God? See, no matter what Joseph did, Samson did, Jesus did, they trusted God. And see, when you, when you, when you trust God, it's not what it looks like. Cause God's word is the final authority. But I thought, now, to be the owner of an orchard like that, you've got to trust God. Because in the natural mind, I don't use this word a lot, in the natural mind, you've put all that in that tree as you had that one. And it's stupid to go cut that one down. But you've got to trust God that these trees are going to grow and they're going to produce more than what that one was if it would have stayed because there's going to be a hindrance. Sometimes you've got to trust God when you don't even understand and you don't even understand it in the natural, even in the spiritual sometimes. You've got to trust God that God has got it and he knows what he's doing, even you don't. But when you stand on the final authority of the word of God, you just simply trust God. 
Even when it don't make sense. Even when it looks crazy. And sometimes you may have invested in something and it's time to cut it down so that God can give you a big harvest. There's things that you've got to get out of your life. But it all goes back to simply ask you the question this morning. Do you trust God? Do you trust God? Do you trust God? What God's word says is final authority. We've got to trust God. I said the other day, Sunday, last Sunday, we're in a new year. I don't know what's going to happen this year. I don't know what's going to take place in the government. I don't know what's going to take place in the world. But I know one thing. God's going to take care of his people. And you're going to have to trust in this word and stand on this word and obey this word. And if you would do that, it's going to be a great year yet for you. God's going to get you there. God's going to turn things around. God's going to turn things around. He's going to turn things around. He's going to turn. But you got you got to trust God. In the natural, it may not make sense. You may not understand it. What you, you can't go by what it looks like. When you trust God, it's not what it looks like. You get that? When you trust God, it's not what it looks like. And now hear me about them trees. I said, when you trust God that these are going to grow, you're making room that these grow. You got to trust. Got to trust God. You got to trust God in your situation today. You got to trust God. Don't fret. Don't worry. Don't stress. Don't let your five senses dominate and take over your life. You got to trust God today. Whatever you're dealing with, you got to trust God. And when you trust God. My friend, I want to go on report to you. You coming out on top. You coming out on top. But you got to let this be the final authority of your word. Whatever problem comes, here's the answer. You got to find the answer in here. And when you find the answer in here, you stand on it. And it'll make a difference in your life. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning for this time, for your love, and for your grace. And Father, may we never rush out. But give you the opportunity, Father God, to minister to even people even now. Even those that's watched and listened this morning. God, I, I just pray for them right now that they contact us. We need, we need, we want to help them. They need us. Minister to them. And sir, ma'am, right now, before we leave, here's a bow before we go. I just want to ask you before we leave today, anything you want to come give the Lord or Anything you need to pray about that you didn't earlier. Or you may be here and you're not sure that you're ready to go to heaven. I want to invite you right now just to get up, walk down here as a man or a woman and say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to know I'm ready to go to heaven. And it's simply just asking Jesus to come in and be the Lord of your life. Knowing he died for your sins and and believe it and receive him as the Lord of your life and mean it from your heart. And begin to get into word and Read the word and your life's going to change. And we're here to help you with that. Would you like to do that today? We never want to go before we give you that opportunity. Never want to push. But Jesus is here today. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to bless you. He wants to flow in your life today. And I just ask you to trust him. Just trust him. Father, Lord. We thank you this morning for your blessings, your grace on us today and being in your house. Now, God, I ask you to go with these people this afternoon. Give them a good week. We speak blessings, favor, safety, protection on them. And many dealing with some decisions this week, God, that you will bless. They just open up. You're going to lead them. And, God, we're going to come out on top. 
And Father, that you just be with us throughout this week. Bring us back to your house Wednesday night to learn of your word. And God, that we grow. And, and, and God, we just be you this week, Jesus. We just, we be you, Jesus. We just love people this week and minister to people. And God, we just thank you what you've done and what you're doing and going to do. Would you pray this with me? Let's confess this. Lord, I receive your word today. And I'm going to trust you this week. Things I haven't trusted you with, I'm going to work on it this week. I'm going to stand on the word. Final answer. What it says, I'm going to believe it. It's going to show up. It's going to work out. Because I trust you. In Jesus' name. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Hallelujah.